now, a closer look. Art and Love on Valentine's Day. No one else can make me feel the colors that you bring. Stay with me while we grow old and we will live each day in springtime. Cause loving you is easy cause you're beautiful and every day is filled with love and you love and you I see your soul come shining through and every time that we love is certainly an art and one could say an art based on beauty if we go back nearly 2,000 years ago, it was the ancient Greek philosopher, Plato, who said, Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. So it looks to me like beauty and love are intertwined, because that which we love, we find beautiful. Beauty certainly can be found in art, and art may be the oldest means for expressing one's love towards another. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, this is that magical time when Cupid seems to be working overtime. Many use the excuse of dancing on Valentine's Day. So, the question I have is this. Could it be that the art of love is actually a type of dance?
Starting in lower grade schools, I can vividly remember being encouraged by teachers to create works of art in the form of Valentine's Day cards to give to fellow Valentines. Personally, I see the connection between art and Valentine's Day. However, here to speak with us now to share his point of view on beauty, art, and love is the CEO and founder of a local luxury online magazine with a large section dedicated specifically to art. Hello, Dr. Andreas Littner. Are you there? Yes. Hello, Dan. Great to speak to you. It's my pleasure. What's your thoughts on connecting art, love, and beauty and Valentine's Day? Well, art normally is beautiful. Also, beauty can be very exciting. And we tend to love not always the perfect thing, the things with some edges and some imperfection. Venice, Italy has been synonymous as the city of love and romance. What do you think about 16th century Renaissance art, especially from the Venetian master? Well, you know, I'm not a specialist for this specific art field, but for us at World Guide and for me, one thing is very important. There is a saying in the medical field that you see what you know. This means that, for example, if you see for the first time ultrasound image, then you will hardly understand what you really look at. But the more you see, the more you know what to look for, suddenly this very abstract image makes sense. The same thing is with art and especially also with the old masters. When we look at a contemporary art painting, which is abstract, often people think, oh, I don't understand that, and they admit it. When they go into a museum with old masters, only that they see, let's say, an image where there is a lady and a dog and whatever, they think they understand the painting. But that is normally not the case because these paintings are full of symbols. And if I don't know these symbols, then the painting is just maybe a woman laying on a couch in an old building or whatever, but I miss a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at World Guide, we try to supply passionate people with information that they can appreciate art much more than before. I love the art from this time from Italy. If you just look at the paintings, it's fine. But just imagine that at that time, Tizian especially, was experimenting a lot with new kind of colors. So Tizian Red is, for example, still named after him. Mm. Now, today, we just go into a shop and we buy a color. But at that time, you had colors from minerals, from animals, from plants. But you had no idea whether these colors would stay forever. With minerals, maybe. But if you have a plant louse, what will happen to the red color after 10, 20, or 80 years? It is really fascinating. And what I would recommend to anybody, going there, just 
try to get a guide who really can explain to you the fascination of an individual painting and rather spend more time in front of one painting and you understand this painting than just trawling through the exhibition and then you go home and you won't take so much with you. Speaking about taking something with us, Tizian, I think, is known as one of the last of the Renaissance masters. Do you see a connection between that Renaissance period where masters like Titian brought to life his paintings and his meanings and his poetry behind the paintings and uh, our society today? You think there's something that we can find similarities? Well, you have to go back in time when you imagine the Renaissance, not only Titian, but the earlier Renaissance, mm -hmm. that was a time where a lot of things changed on this planet. America was discovered. The citizen became more and more important. New inventions. You had magnificent people like Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, etc. So it was a new era. And I think that now we are a bit in a similar situation. In the last hundred years, we had so many breakthroughs in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And also now with globalization, the whole globe is moving together. And it's not comparable to these times. But it's also a time where a lot of things are changing. And a lot of people are afraid of that. But if you look back, this time of change was a great time with new developments. And it was, in a certain way, for sure, a very interesting time to live at. Well, Andreas, I can say that you've just given me enough reasons to want to go to Prague and see this Vanitas exhibition by Tizian. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this with our listeners. Dan, it was a pleasure talking to you. My best regards to all your listeners. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't go changing Trying to please me You never let me down before I don't imagine you're too familiar And I don't see you anymore I would not leave you in times of trouble We never could have come this far No love, I took the good times I'll take the bad times I'll take you just the way you are Tizian, or the proper English pronunciation is Titian. The full name of the master 16th century Venetian artist is Tiziano Vecellio. Tizian was highly regarded as a poetic master painter. In fact, Michelangelo once said that Tizian is an artist who, quote, knows how to extract the poetry and charm from everyday life. Here to speak with us now is a local gallery owner who produced this world-class, once-in-a-lifetime, Titian exhibition. 
On the phone, I have Dr. Monica Burian-Jordan. She's the owner of Gallery Vernon in downtown Munich. What kinds of art do you specialize in? We are showing in the gallery partly artists from Central Europe, like Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, and Poland. And the second half is international and also local artists from the Munich Art Academy because I think it's always good to support young artists. Do you find that some of your customers sometimes come to your gallery to buy art as gifts? Yes, I think art is a very original and fantastic gift because it's absolutely unique. You give something which does exist only once. If you buy even jewelry, it exists many times. But if you want to make a pleasure and very special gift to your partner, art is the right thing to buy. Do you see a close connection between art and love? You know, love is going through art in many histories. And one of the most famous histories about love is regarding Modigliani, where his young partner, after his death, she committed suicide out of love. And uh, this love story is going through all the history. So art is also something where you express your emotions. The artists are expressing their emotions. So if you buy art, you give emotions through this artwork. Speaking about emotions, there is an exhibition in Prague right now called Vanitas. Why is it different from any other Titian exhibition? It is a story about passion and beauty through Rudolf II, who was a big collector and the emperor in Bohemia, who brought Titian to Prague and many of his paintings. And then the paintings got lost, and there remained only two paintings by Titian in Bohemia, or Czech Republic now. The curators did their biggest effort to bring some of these paintings back to the country and to tell the story about the connection between Titian and Prague. We managed to bring to Prague, let's say, the Mona Lisa of the Italian Renaissance, the Flora, which is the most beautiful painting of Titian at all, and normally it can be seen only in Uffizi in Florence. Wow, you were able to get that on loan from the Uffizi? The Uffizi, they got so much inspired and enthusiastic about the concept that they said, yes, we give this special gift to Prague and we make this loan possible. This exhibition is called Vanitas. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that means? When we talk about love, we talk also about beauty. And Titian is about the female beauty and the passion. So it's a great connection to spend two, three days in Prague and to see this beautiful exhibition. It sounds like this would be a perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Yes, it's a perfect gift. (laughs) Do you think it would be possible to arrange a couple pairs of two tickets for our listeners that they can write in and tell us why they would uh, want to go? Absolutely, we can arrange it and we will be happy. Fantastic. 
then we'll do that. We'll tell our listeners later on how they can go about competing for those tickets. And do you have any other final comments for our listeners? My special comment is look out for everything which is beautiful and to let speak the heart and to live the art. Sounds like good advice to me. Monica, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. think of someone better to speak to us so passionately about the beauty and love which Tishan poured into his art, other than the co-creator of this Vanitas exhibition, which, by the way, the Italians call Tizian. On the phone, I have Dr. Serena Baccalini, the co-curator of this Tizian exhibition in Prague called Vanitas. Hello, como esta? Io sto bene. I'm very well. I'm very proud of the Titian exhibition. What makes Vanitas so special? This exhibition is really special because it starts from the loved woman of Tiziano. He loved this woman and he reproduced this fantastic image as Pandora, as Venus as Vanitas, as Sibylla, in all the shapes a woman can have. So we have in Prague, for the first time, the image of beauty and love in the same time. And this is really for the first time that 11 of these beautiful women, that are always the same woman, really, in different shapes, are together reunited. You mentioned that this woman is also some of the paintings he made on Venus. Venus is the goddess of love and beauty, correct? Absolutely. Venus is really, I think, the highest image you can give to a woman. The charming part of the exhibition is really to discover how this loved woman took these incredible different shapes. Because you see as a Venus with a mirror, because beauty is not uh, forever. So vanitas means also that beauty finishes. But love doesn't. So you keep saying, following these charming images, how he was able to communicate this love for this woman and the beauty that she represented. 
Tiziano is one of the most incredible artists we had, able to spread these images in a special way. You understand that he's always one thing, but he's never the same. He's always changing dresses, images, light, colors. So it's a discovery. Each image you meet, you have something to discover. Can you describe something that the viewers would see? Yeah, I suggest to open the heart and to feel the emotions, just to stay five minutes in silence in front of Flora. Flora is such an important painting that we worked more than two years to obtain it for the first time in Prague. If you let the emotions flowing, looking at this woman, you can catch really what is the image of beauty. I think that Flora represents one of the highest images. And you see how the dress, she has a naked shoulder, she has some flowers in her hands, and she's looking at you in a very special way. So you can catch the harmony and how he was able to describe through passion, I think, and through this incredible ability as a painter. Prague made a special stamp of this vanitas, an image of this woman, and they discovered that Italy, for the 500 years from death of Titian, they just chose this image to represent this genius, the flora that is now in Prague for the first time, and I hope will transmit emotions to everybody in front of this incredible painting. Many dignitaries traveled to Venice to visit Titian in his studio or atelier. Do you know about a special story of the emperor, Charles? That's another amazing thing. There is a document, unique and very special, of 1533. It's called Diploma of Charles V. Charles V gave so many privileges to Tiziano, every kind of privilege to put him in the conditions to express himself as the best. He understood the genius. He understood who is this man. You know, we have a famous story that Tiziano was painting in his atelier and Charles V was close to him, looking, and the brush of Tiziano falls down, and the emperor took him, you know. And everybody will say, oh, the emperor is doing this. And he says, but do you know who we have in front of us? Do you know who is this genius? This genius deserves the maximum. We have to give him the possibility to express himself at the highest point. And this, for me, is something so strong, you know, and an example of how the power could understand the genius as Tiziano. I think there can be no better Valentine's gift than to take one's loved one to Prague to see Vanitas. Do you have any final comments for our listeners about this Vanitas exhibition? We put in the exhibition also some precious auto-portraits of Tiziano, because it's nice that people that enter in the exhibition keep the image, what was the image that the painter gave of himself, 
So you see some of the most beautiful art portraits so that people going in the exhibition can carry with them not only the image of beauty and love, but also the image that this incredible person was able to communicate about himself. Love, love, love. That's the message (laughs) I hear about Vanitas. Yeah, yeah, that's the best message. Vanitas, it's all connected and all starting from love. Serena, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to share with our listeners. I thank you, Dan, for your sensibility, for your beautiful idea, and I really look forward to meet you in the exhibition. Bravo. Okay? Bravo. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao, Dan. We now have two pairs of giveaway tickets for Valentine's Day for two lucky listeners who like playing with words, either poetry or prose. You choose. To inspire you, the listener, here are two very short poems. The first is taken from the Victorian era by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace i love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight i love thee freely as men strive for right i love thee purely as they turn from praise i love thee with a passion put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death.
Now here's a short poem by a 13th century mystic poet named Jalal al-Din Rumi, titled, What Was Told That? What was said to the rose that made it open was said to me here in my chest. What was told the cypress that made it strong and straight? What was whispered the jasmine? So it is what it is, whatever made sugarcane sweet. Whatever was said to the inhabitants of the town of Chigil in Turkestan that makes them so handsome. Whatever lets the pomegranate flower blush like a human face. That is being said to me now. I blush. Whatever put eloquence in language, that's happening here. The great warehouse doors open. I fill with gratitude, chewing a piece of sugar cane. In love with the one to whom every that belongs. Everybody laughs. It's less than 400 kilometers from Munich to Prague. And if you don't want to drive, there are very affordable buses which run back and forth every day. So, should you now be inspired to write a little poetry or prose about your love, make it 250 words or less. Send it to us by email to J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, the number 2, L-O-V-E, and... The letter U at AOL.com. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y 2 L-O-V-E-U at A-O-L dot C-O-M. By Wednesday, February 10th, that's tomorrow, before midnight, be sure to include your mobile telephone number. Two lucky winners will be chosen and contacted by Thursday to pick up your Valentine's Day tickets to the exhibition. So... What are you waiting for? Tell us about your Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day. Every day the 14th. You got it. When Cupid knocks at your door. You can't ignore me. There's no need to run. So happy Valentine's Day. Hey. Now, I may have it all wrong, see, if you know what love means, well, well, somebody tell me, cause they just don't believe in me. You won't believe in me, but you would Yes, Q 
Cupid, the son of Venus, is standing by, and his bow has been drawn. Venus, of course, was just one of the many incredible paintings created by this Renaissance master. In the words of Titian, he who improvises can never make a perfect line of poetry. So, give us your best shot via email to win a pair of these giveaway tickets. By the way, this show is dedicated to my favorite Valentine, CFD. Happy Valentine's Day. On behalf of the folks here at Radio Laura, we invite you to get creative this Valentine's Day. Should you decide to go to this exhibition, perhaps these works from this master painter from this majestic harbor city of Venice will inspire you. Who knows? Maybe you'll decide to make every day Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm.